When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. What a sprint to the finish for Nebraska football for Coach Rule for this recruiting cycle, this early signing period in 2023. We'll lay out how the weekend went. It's been a pretty glorious weekend of sports in general. A lot of football in the NFL and some names that said, yes, I want to be a Husker, portal or high school. Numbers to get in can dial us up 466-3776-466-37-76-800-825-5865. Can watch the show, follow along on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. The YouTube channel with Hale Varsity, great subscribe there. Do that and get all the uh, post-game and press conferences and all that good stuff. The uh, Twitter handle for Hale Varsity Radio, at HVarsity Radio. You hear us, Hale Varsity Radio in the afternoons. You check out Coffee and Cream. They stream uh, there as well, so check their show and watch them, Andrew and DB, of course. And then ESPN Lincoln's Twitter at ESPN Lincoln, and then Facebook, pretty much a Facebook Live. Can chat, hang out, chime in on StreamYard with ESPN Lincoln Facebook. Have I hit it all? I believe so. Right? You, you good? You need a cough drop? I think I'm fine. <clears throat> Why you ask that? No, I'm just saying, dude. I mean, it's that time of year where everyone's snot, snotting and hacking and there's not enough rum in the eggnog. I mean, it's all good. I'm just checking in. Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I was sick about two weeks ago, and I thought I was coming out of it, and then I started feeling, I shouldn't say sick again this weekend, but I realized, you know, it's not over just yet, but I'm, I'm feeling uh, as well as I can. You still smoked pulled pork and, and and had some libations yesterday oh it, not pulled pork this was prime rib bait. oh you did prime rib yesterday this is prime rib you. Yeah, i made like a little uh would have been a, a red wine reduction gravy of sorts <laughs> over the top and then the that best sounds fancy oh it was delicious then my roommate makes the best mashed potatoes you've ever had and uh all together it was a great day of world cup soccer and nfl and some of the craziest finishes i've ever seen not only in the world cup game but also in football with the patriots and the raiders it was a, a lovely weekend but i'm ready to hit it again on a monday because uh you know what else we had yesterday schmitty just plenty and plenty of recruiting news yeah and and that's where we're going to start uh, brady altman's with us here in about 15 minutes does does a, just an incredible job. So blessed to have uh, the talent we have at Hale Varsity Magazine, HaleVarsity.com. We've had a lot of Brady uh, recently, and that's a great thing because there's more uh, with uh, all of the uh, the verbals that have gone down. 
and then you see the scroll if you're watching the show hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe still time and room for you to jump on board get a subscription the magazine the digital and brady's story on what type of of recruiter you're going to get in matt rule you're seeing it now but he lays out how it it happened down in waco in some adverse in some adverse circumstances our Bryles was winning Art Bryles was a Texan. He's a high school coach that climbed his way up to be a head coach at Baylor. Art Bryles recruited uh, RG3. Okay, I mean, they were rolling. uh, And then their off-the-field behavior was not cool, uh, putting it mildly. And and Art was gone. So you get a air quote, outsider into the state of Texas. And what a, a story by Brady on how those connections were made and that's great news moving forward for nebraska football with what they want to do in texas and it started today with a commitment out of manor texas prince will umanolin i nailed that thank god i would have bet a hundred bucks that i screwed that up i didn't uh princewell is an edge is six four is 215 is a four star but above all he's a guy that, that Matt Rule saw and liked and wanted, and this is, this is what you got. You got a dude off the edge here for 2023 that has 47 tackles for loss and 21 sacks the last two years. Uh, that screams production off the edge. It, no, I'm getting choked up. Bless you, Schmitty. Oh, that's that. That's, this that, recruiting that, talk has been beautiful. That's not intentional. <laughs> I promise you. Uh, as far as the 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 mood and the way it grabs you uh, in recruiting, <laughs> I, I have a tickle. Forgive me. You can scream at me about about getting cough drops. Sorry, I've got coffee. I've got water. We'll we'll work through it. But uh, he's uh, he's a top three hundred recruit first and foremost. Okay, in the country, top forty recruit in Texas. And what, what Rule's going to do is try and build on his frame, right? If, if you're going to live uh, getting after the quarterback and setting the edge in the Big Ten, uh, you need some more weight on six foot four and 215. But right now, he's so quick and fast, he's, he's a man among boys. That's what he's doing, not his fault. He's, he's just cleaning up. So that's that's uh, a a big get for Nebraska to get Princewell, Umanolin, and uh, you get your edge guy, and you don't got to throw him in right away, uh, and and he's he's really gonna be if things don't hold if Malachi Coleman goes to Boulder and we don't know what Malachi is gonna do, he could still come to Lincoln, but right now from a ranking standpoint this will be your highest ranked, but it really and I think we've learned this over the last few weeks Elijah it's really not about ranking it's about it's about fit and feel and and trust. And and the thing that really has kind of shown up on social media with, with the Prince Will commitment is is the fact that Rule went into his family's restaurant and had authentic cuisine. Oh yeah, the uh, the old the Nigerian the old food. pounded yam and yeah. uh, what was the soup? I don't know, but it looked pretty a, a good. Goosey. Yes, a goosey. A goosey. Pounded yam and a goosey. I have not. I want to try it now. 
Yeah, we should do that. Well, I should note though, if I've been sitting here watching some uh, some Prince Will's film of today, and the best comp I have for this guy, and I'd like to add, I think it does fit a lot more with what Coach White did at Syracuse. Uh, that that fact that you're going to have a, a defensive lineman likes to stunt, has that good speed to power mix. That he's not faster than he is strong. He's not stronger than he is fast. He's a, a pretty a good, good mix between the two. Really reminds me of a guy like Caleb Tanner, and I think that with Princewell, his his frame, he's a little bit taller than Caleb Tanner. Might allow him to fill out just a little mm-hmm. bit more. I think he's an inch taller, um, but I do think he's going to fill out just a little bit more than Caleb Tanner. And I, you're probably going to put him hand in the dirt. It does seem like a, a fit there with what Coach White wants to do with his defense. But that's what I see. It's a guy that really from high school film looks a lot like what Caleb Tanner looked like coming out of high school. And we're going to see how this new coaching staff wants to mold him. Because as I said, I think with what this, this defensive line should look like, if it's a true three, three, five, this is a guy that fits really perfectly in that end spot. That's able to shift and move and slant and stunt and be really athletic from that outside spot while still Mobile. having a good power uh, that, you know, you're not going to get washed down the, the line of, scrimmage by Big Ten offensive linemen, whether it be Michigan or Ohio State or Wisconsin. It seems like a, a good mix of the two, and I'm curious to see how the staff wants to develop them. Well, and, and you, you've seen guys that are, that are lean and athletic, and you've seen different pod, body types win in the Big Ten. Uh, and I'm not saying he's Ojabo, but he's kind of that quick, tw- quick twitch outside edge option uh, like Ojabo versus kind of more your, your anchor end. And, and I think uh, big things could, could happen, but that's a, a great pickup in the Lone Star State. Uh, you have Jason uh, Machacek uh, out of South Dakota, Pierce, South Dakota. He's in the boat for Nebraska. Uh, offensive lineman, interior guy, got an offer last week. Could possibly be a defensive lineman, too. Yeah. But, be, but with the, the beautiful hair, he looks like an offensive lineman to me. <laughs> Either way, he's on the interior. He's 6'4", he's 320, he's explosive, uh, has done discus and shot and can squat pretty well. And Nebraska didn't get him in because of the winter storm uh, hilarity that ensued for much of the Midwest. So they got on a Zoom call and and liked him, and and they got a kid that was headed to North Dakota to come back this way. Uh, That's a kid that had been at Nebraska's camp. That's a kid that Raiola liked. And there wasn't room at the time. There's room now. And uh, kudos to Coach Raiola in Nebraska sticking on. So those are two new names uh, from the high school ranks for 2023. You have Jeff Sims, a quarterback from Georgia Tech. I know he had visited. I know that was a weekend ago. And you're just wondering, okay, this guy's got a ton of experience, Elijah. What's, what's going to happen at quarterback? And, and good for Nebraska landing Sims because of his experience. 23 starts, uh, looking at his numbers. Uh, in 23 starts, I know that from a, from a turnover standpoint, you want some, some better numbers with interception to touchdown ratio. I will say this uh, with Sims, in three years, the, the guy has been sacked 51 times. So he's not a total run first, but he's enough of a dual threat to carry the ball 11, 12 times. And that's that's what you're going to see Nebraska's offense move towards. They're going to get the athletic quarterback that is good enough to throw it, not quite pass first, but I think the development can happen, you'd hope, 
where they're dangerous enough and they can make some throws when need be, but if it gets a little hairy, they can tuck and run. Those are big. Those are important uh, things to have when you, when you have a guy that can just go make a play with his feet. You got a guy like Harburg that's here. You wonder about what Nebraska will have retention. Why is it quarterback? But Nebraska's going after guys that are experienced. And the one thing I will say about Sims is since his first year, the COVID year in 2020, his completion percentage has been at least able to go up. That arrow is upward 60% in 2021 and then 58% last year. He missed about five games, though, with a bad foot. So he got dinged. You just got, if you're going to run your quarterback in the Big Ten, and that's okay, I'm good with it. You need a backup, and you need a number three that is going to get you some wins or at least be able to manage. Because you saw Nebraska get into a situation this year where they were down to a third-team quarterback that didn't have as, 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 as much experience that they would have liked. And this was the, the pickup of the weekend that I think, I don't want to say confused me the most, and maybe I'm just out of loop, but it, it caught me the most off guard. I wasn't expecting this one. Hornsby was the guy we were talking about last week. I think you can still get Hornsby. I think you can still get Hornsby, but then that sets off warning bells with, okay, what's going on with Casey Thompson? Because Sims is not a guy that strikes me as the type who wants to come in and, and compete for a backup role. And if you're still in on Hornsby, that would seem to be your quarterback competition next year, but would those guys want to come here and compete against a guy Hornsby's that is the sitting starter red Casey shirt. Thompson? Hornsby's got a red shirt year, mm-hmm. okay? So he can he can do that. Uh, if you're if you're Sims, yeah, can you go beat out Casey Thompson? He's got twenty starts plus under his belt as well. Mm-hmm. And the the commonality in both is they've both been injured. Right? So hey, Casey, you can stick and stay and we'll see you this spring or summer with your with your shoulder, right? Because he him and Logan both have got to recover. Uh, and and you need a quarterback to come in and be ready to go. So I'm all right with it. Uh, I'm good with it. And uh, you know what? Hopefully Nebraska can land Hornsby as well. And uh, you've got Sims, which is fine. And and maybe you still get Casey. That's okay. You can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Um, <laughs> Dion chimes in. Uh <laughs> And is saying, chill, Elijah. They can get Hornsby, too. Yeah, I know they can. Nebraska can get – Nebraska can have a full quarterback room. Well, and then you can add Riola to it, too. Why well, not? And, and that's where we'll, we'll, we'll finish off here, the, the recruiting roundup. Uh, Dylan Riola. I was texting back and forth with Brady, who's coming up. Brady Altman's from HailVarsity.com and Magazine. He's like, do you want to hear my conspiracy theory? And, and I'm like, well, no, I think there's no conspiracy. I think Ohio State flat out pissed off Riola. Yeah. That's all there is to it. I don't want to hear about the Buckeyes being, oh, I've been blindsided. No, dude, you don't tell a kid that you're not taking a 2023. They took the kid out of South Dakota, Pierre, mm-hmm. South Dakota. Uh, Lincoln Kynolds. Yes, thank you for... Gesundheit. <laughs> Thank you for that. You don't tell him you're not taking a quarterback and then go take the 2023 kid. And Kineholtz may be awesome. If you're Ohio State, you've not really missed on quarterbacks forever. You've been really good. Nebraska, however, has had a problem with quarterbacks, hitting on a quarterback. They, they've they hit on a couple, and then they've been okay in the portal. Well, it, it's, it's 
funny you mentioned though Ohio State. I want to get back to that real quick because the report was coming out that Ohio State coaches felt blindsided and that the the commitment fell apart within a week. And I go, huh? What happened in that week? You picked up a quarterback from twenty twenty three and. There's rumors out there. That's not what it is. This is totally what it is. It's totally what it is. You got lied to. Yes. You got lied to. I don't believe in coincidences in recruiting. I No, I I totally believe this. To get his commitment when you did, like you did, and he visited Columbus, he still, listen, I know there's family, and I know there's an uncle on staff. I know all of this. I also know that Georgia's going for another national championship, and I know USC's cranked out, or Lincoln Riley's cranked out, three Heisman winners in the last six years. Okay? So that's your competition. <laughs> Championships, Heismans, or blood. Mm. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Those are three solid doors to pick from, but one is not like the other two in a good way. All right, Brady Altman's going to check in with us. Hail Varsity continues on a Monday, presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Big thanks for hanging out. Monday edition, Hail Varsity, presented by Currency. We're streaming live the Hail Varsity YouTube channel, and Brady Altman's is going to send us an invoice, which is quite fine. He is uh, back with us. He's in his recruiting slash writing, dare I say, cave. Is it den? Where do you go uh, find your voice? Is it, or is it just uh, the uh, the side room? Oh no, it's it's a little spot I got carved out to the bedroom here. But if I get if I really need space, I'll walk on over to Scooters down the block. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Notice he said Scooters not poor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brady, can you believe uh, three consecutive shows you're now talking with us? And it's that time of the year with the recruiting, but like, how tired of us are you by now? He's going to lie and say he's happy. <laughs> well, it was like 25 minutes on Saturday, another 12 plus six on well, we still Friday. Got, we still got 35 minutes here. <laughs> Oops, he's going to have <laughs> computer issues. Let's let's dive into to the, the weekend that's been, uh, Brady. And you got Dylan Riola decommitting from Ohio State. You've got uh, Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech that's headed to Lincoln. And then you got a couple of big-time commits today. Machachak, the offensive lineman from South Dakota. He's still waiting on fields. We haven't heard or seen anything yet on on fields. Elijah's got uh, that alert going. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you uh, rock and roll and get you, you Manolin uh, out of, uh, of uh, Manor, Texas. I mean, Nebraska's just been on fire, Brady, and uh, reaction to some of these names. I know we talked Saturday morning about some of the commits Nebraska had already got. They, they weren't done yet. No, it's, I think it's a testament to this coaching staff's aggression um, when it comes to attacking recruiting. Them, every recruit I've talked to uh, about their approach and their visits have been just uh, high energy. They've, they've really... Uh, they really felt the love and they felt like they, they come into Nebraska and it's, it's fast. They're moving. I mean, they're really going for it. I think that that's a testament to the coaching staff. It's an infectious personality and they do it not only with, you know, kids on visits, but they, they f- attack the recruiting trail like that. I mean, they, and Matt rule is known for not really caring if a kid is committed or not. He's going to put his best pitch out there. And if it trumps the other school that that kid's committed to, so be it. 
you know? Brady, do you think Nebraska's at a recruiting disadvantage because they, they don't have any Lamborghinis and Maseratis and Gucci bags to take photos wow. with? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know I tweeted something about that, and it's just really funny to me. I, it, it's it's what makes college football really unique and special to me. I mean, it's, it, you know, some of those, those pictures looked hard. I mean, those, <laughs> you know, I, I thought they looked pretty cool, but it's, it's not a good look for the university itself. If your AD is having to say, well, we don't have the money yet to pay the coach, but then that's the, the look that comes out on the visits. But Hey, you know, use what you can. If they're not getting the mountains involved, why not throw Lambos out there? I'm, you know? I, you know what? If I'm going to Boulder on a recruiting trip, and it's Manor, Texas, not Manor. Thank you so much, Karen, for that. Uh, appreciate the the correction. I mean that. I want a picture with Ralphie. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I got to get a picture. Well, well with get, Ralphie. get the Lamborghini and then get like a with big, Ralphie? No, a big old picture of <laughs> Ralphie and put it right on the hood, Ricky Bobby style. You okay. know? Yeah. I was gonna see what 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 Ralphie do to the, the Lamborghini. <laughs> uh, let's spend a minute here. What what do you foresee here with the Nebraska quarterback situation? Let's go to Sims. Um. This coaching staff is, I think they're playing a precautionary role, but also not uh, a long-term project. Casey Thompson hasn't announced his his um, intentions with next season, but he's got one year of eligibility left, basically. I um, He did graduate, so he might be eligible for another master's program right away if he were to transfer out, but he does also have to undergo shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. And the Nebraska uh, – offense while under a one-year offensive system with Mark Whipple just looks stagnant without him. So I think that the coaching staff said, we want to get a guy that can play, you know, right away or can step in and close the gap between one and two, basically. And then that's what you get when you go to the portal and look at these guys. Um, Sims offers you a little bit more of a mobility. I think Casey has the ability to run, but is a little bit more reluctant runner. And Sims uh, is more willing to to tuck and run and throw, but is also capable of sending you know some pretty good throws beyond 25, 30 yards. Well, when you look at the the commitment of Sims and the the continued recruitment of Hornsby, what do you think that means for Nebraska's current quarterback room? Not just for Casey Thompson, but the guys like Purdy and, and, and Smothers, who you know they've been biding their time waiting, and now new coaching staff coming in seems like they're bringing in new guys to either be backups or coming to compete for the starting role. What do you think it means for that quarterback room as a whole? Well, they lost some guys, you know, like Matt Masker um, lost out on his eligibility. Um, so just by attrition and graduation, that quarterback room shrinks a little bit. Um, I kind of I feel bad for Logan and Chuba, just the situation that they're put in. But also, if you look at the past six, seven years in Nebraska quarterbacks and what they recruited, there hasn't really been a set formula for them. I mean, it was kind of like get the best, you know, athlete out there and see what happens. Obviously, Adrian did the best that he could when he was a quarterback. And then we saw them get Casey in with a a completely different offensive system under Mark Whipple. But Casey didn't really his his abilities didn't fit the archetype that you would put in a Mark Whipple system. They just really didn't seem like a whole lot of rhyme or reason to the way that Nebraska had recruited the quarterback position based upon its system in recent years. I think that there's a more cohesive vision for that under Satterfield and with Mark and with Matt rule, but it does kind of leave Chuba and Logan kind of out in the dark wondering what they can do. But those are two good, you know, good athletes, 
could be good quarterbacks and maybe they'll find a way to make it work. Do you think that with the guys Nebraska's going after in the portal that Satterfield is trying to keep his offense similar to the way he ran it with Rattler last season? Or do you think it's going to be a, a completely different offense as it moves to the Big Ten? Just your feel based on what these quarterbacks look like, how they play. I think it's going to be similar, some shades of what he was able to do with Rattler in South Carolina, but I do think that the way that the way that they're attacking it and the way that Matt Rule leans, I think they're focusing on more of a they want that capability, but they're gonna they're gonna focus more on the run or they're gonna implement more straight running um, tactics than they did over at South Carolina simply by nature because it's it's a different beast here. Brady Altman's with us, alevarsity.com and magazine. Uh, we mentioned uh, the new get to Humanolin, uh, off the edge, high level recruit uh, out of Maynard, Texas. This goes to the heart, uh, Brady, of your feature story in the newest issue of Hale Varsity Magazine, uh, also HaleVarsity.com. And I want to go there. We'll, we'll circle back uh, next segment with the, the rest of the recruiting outlook and, and get into Royola a bit. But I want to th- – this goes back to what you focused in on uh, with uh, your research in on Coach Rule kind of set up your feature for our listeners and and how it, it kind of showed and paid off for a really good edge out of Texas this weekend. Well, you know, Matt Rule, he's a, a Northeast guy. You know, his family traveled around a lot, but most of his time was spent in New York and Pennsylvania. And when he got the Waco job and the job head coach of Baylor, uh, he didn't really have that many ties. And he went into a place where, you know, Texas high school football coaches, Friday Night Lights exist for a reason, and it wasn't just at Permian in Odessa. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, and then what, like, was, what was what was Bud's, uh, is it Kilmer? Uh, Bud Kilmer from uh, Varsity Blues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's a real thing. And when I talked to, um, you know, some coaches down there and even the executive director of the Texas High School Coaches Association, he said, we are who we are and we're proud of who we are. Um, and obviously, when Art Bryles left, he left for – you know, some valid reasons, but when Baylor got rid of him, they also got rid of a longtime Texas high school football coach who led a proud Texas program. And when they brought in Matt Rule, this guy from Temple in Philly, they weren't too, you know, open arms and, and welcoming to him. But Matt Rule basically got his staff put together one day within the first 10 days of his um, his his tenure there mm-hmm. and then extended the olive branch and said, hey, come on in. Uh, they've had six or seven, you know, people from the Texas High School Coaches Association come into Waco for a six-hour lunch, and basically Matt Rule laid out his plan, his idea, and said, "I need Texas guys. Help me get Texas guys." And they offered him three names. He hired those three names, and they they were sold on the honesty that Matt Rule pitched them. And uh, to this day, those guys are fans of Matt Rule for it. He he legitimately flipped the state. People that have covered Rule on a national level marvel at what he did at Texas. Brady, you went to Joe Martin, head of the the, the Texas Coaches Association. They still swear by the guy. Yeah, he, he, and there are so many fun stories that Joe kind of talked about when I was on the phone with him. And I think one is his his honesty. Um, and he gives that to coaches. He gives that to recruits. Matt Rule is just going to be an honest, open, transparent guy. And he will make sure that he does everything he can to deliver upon what he says. Uh, but also like Joe, Joe is a four. He's a member of four different halls of fame for, you know, Texas. Just, high football. just four, just four, you know, so he's <laughs> an accomplished guy. Um, he's been, he's been in 
college coaches rooms many a times, but he told me the one thing that will stand out about Matt rules uh, office in Baylor is he walked in and the first thing he saw was a three by five picture of the rule family and not trophies or anything, you know, sitting up there. And he said that that, that spoke volumes in a, in a place in Texas high school football and Texas college football that means so much. This guy did not rest upon his accolades or laurels. He had his family there and that, that stood out uh, among everything else. And I think it speaks to who Matt rule is, how he prioritizes people and partially why people like to be around him. Brady Oltmans is with us here on Hale varsity radio and Brady, before we get you out, some names to watch over the next couple of days in terms of the recruiting cycle. Everyone knows Malachi Coleman, Benny Nagoy, but just give, give us some of the names that you're looking at in the next couple of days you think might be likely. Um, well, those are the two that stand out immediately. Uh, we do have some late-breaking news, I guess, with Kyron Jones announcing he's decommitting from NC State. He took his official visit to Lincoln this last um, weekend. So he's a, a Charlotte Christian standout running back who is very fast. <laughs> um, no word on uh, his commitment as of right now. Um, I haven't seen anything, but just of like the last 30, 20 minutes, he announced that he was reopening his commitment. So that's that's a big one. Uh, more more testaments of Matt Rules. Um, he's not going to stop recruiting guys until you know ink is splattered on the page and it's somebody else's school at the top of it. Brady, I'm going to have you hang on. I want... Two more minutes on the other side about uh, Dylan Riola. Dylan Riola. And I, I need to take on Cornelius as well. Nebraska in the top four decision looming Wednesday. Yeah, that's Wednesday. Uh, Benny's decision is Wednesday. Nebraska's gaining. And, and also, they, they've lost some guys that were on their radar as well. So it's not all been Tony Gwynn today, five for five. <laughs> but they've been great. They've done a great job. Uh, do really uh, invite you to subscribe this holiday season and beyond with Hale Varsity Magazine, HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe. GBR is the code to save some money. Great feature by Brady in the latest issue on Matt Rule and creating that Texas tie. Uh, more with Brady Oltman's on the way with Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity. I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you 25 minutes away, Mr. Black Shirt. Charlie McBride of Monday with Charlie. Brady Oltman's continues on. Got a text and a taunt from uh, one pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman. Apparently, he thinks I've got the, the Michael Corleone hair today going. <laughs> Been laughing about that during break. It's slicked back. It looks like you used a lot of product in there today. Not, does it look like too much product, Brady? Too much product? No, it's a, it's good uh, Dapper Dan, you know. I will say, <laughs> it's the, the angle in the lighting in the live stream changes how it looks. I, as I look through the window at Schmitty, like, person to person, the hair looks a lot different than I can start somebody's car. I mean... <laughs> 
Maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe. But from like this downward angle, it does look different. So the, the camera not doing Schmidt any justice. I will let you know oh, that it's right glorious. Now. I mean, it's, it's a good hair day. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no, we'll uh, we'll move on. Uh, recruiting is the topic. Uh, Brady Altman's HailVarsity.com and Magazine. We know that there are some targets and some decision days uh, coming up. <laughs> and he says, I'm watching reels. No, I'm not watching reels. I'm, uh, I'm reading them. What's your take here on Raiola? Okay, I'm going I'm to get there here. Uh, are you okay? The door is wide open. It's half open or duh. He's got his uncle coach in here. It's real open. Um, I think it's wide open in the sense that I, I take them, I take the family at their word that everything is on the table right mm-hmm. now. Um, and basically starting out from ground zero, I mean, you basically put a, a 365 day timer on it. He's going to be committed this time next year, you know, send the shark or send the starting gun out and then let everybody run to the finish. Um, but he is, he, I mean, he's the top recruit of, of that recruiting class for a reason. I mean, he's going to be sought after by every single program that there is. Obviously, Nebraska having a family member and having that last name on every historic landmark in Memorial Stadium is probably going to make some sort of impact for him. But it's there's also going to be a lot of very talented and very um, well-built programs. They're going to invite him in every single day that he, you know, even – if he answers his phone the right way, he's going to see their names pop up as well and want to get a piece of his time. I think part of the what we're going to see is what does um, Matt Rule and his staff do with a full year under their belt, with a full um, coaching staff, and what they're able to do in terms of long-term vision and, and build. I think his um, his history rec- uh, recruiting the quarterback position is also very interesting. I know quarterback and linebacker are the two positions he gets the most um, – thorough with when recruiting um he's definitely going to be the kind of hands-on person or uh, he's not going to offer a quarterback lightly so i think that that's that's going to be a really fun one to watch and a fun aspect to it so we'll see um like i said there's there's a lot of schools involved but nebraska fans are excited and you know good for them they have a right to be excited because i don't think nebraska's you know on the outside looking in this time. well it sounds like matt rules excited too whenever he posts that undertaker meme of the undertaker <laughs> sitting up and waking back up on twitter and like that's a hundred percent him talking about dylan ryler right there's no other way to interpret that i mean his tweets have left some room for interpretation over the past week or so but that's one that i saw and I immediately went well i know exactly what he's talking about well, I, I think so. And I think that those little tweets are the like the emojis and the little the breadcrumbing that he's been doing and have everybody solving cubes is just I think it's a there are NCAA bylaws that say that he can't say a whole lot. But those are fun little things that he can do to tease up the fan base and keep energy high, because, again, he is a very high energy guy. The coaching staff is very high energy. Kids like that. Recruits love that. And that's his way of of trying to rally the fan base as well. Timeline, uh, well, we know when Malachi Coleman knows we're big East fans, Coach Gingery and his staff, and we've loved covering and watching Malachi perform. Any, uh, any interpretation here? Any read at all? Is it, yeah, he's back in with Nebraska, it's all good? Or do you think it's, uh, it's really going to be a coin flip between him and Dion? Right now, I'd say coin flip, but I think 
I think there's just there's a lot of energy and there's well there's a lot of energy between both Nebraska and Colorado, but I think for different reasons. Uh, I think that the way that they uh, handled themselves in those coaching transitions are inherently different. Maybe two sides of the same coin, but you you are either the the first to offer an official visit or you're the last. Those uh, if you're one of those two positions, you are in the best position to land a recruit. Historically speaking, Nebraska has you know been on Malachi early, and this coaching staff was there in his living room. But Tim Brewster was there in his living room too, and got him to Colorado this last weekend. So it's, it's, it's going to be, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I kind of lean towards Nebraska, but it's going to be one of those things where regardless of what his decision is, I won't be surprised by it if it's between those two schools. What's your read with uh, Cornelius out of Rhode Island? That's a guy that I look at with Nebraska's needs along the offensive line. Probably kind of seems to me like he should be priority number one, but he's priority number one for a lot of programs across the country too. Nebraska did make the top four. Yeah. I'd I'd feel a lot better about Nebraska's chances if he didn't go to Ohio State and Tennessee right after. You know what I mean? Um, he seemed. Uh, I believe Tennessee made a made an impact on him. Um, Nebraska might finish ahead of Ohio State, but I mean, when you got those two programs really slugging it out and and offering this kid from you know Rhode Island, it's it's an uphill battle for Nebraska to climb. Uh, but you hope that. If you're a Nebraska fan, you hope that that initial recruiting visit that he did also enjoy uh, wins out with a little bit of uh, separation between the, his most recent visits and signing day. Brady Altman's with us. Hail Varsity.com and Magazine at Brady Altman's. Follow Brady on Twitter for uh, all the recruiting updates and Husker football news. Him and Vogues and Aaron Sorensen, Jacob Padilla, uh, great crew with Hail Varsity for sure. So what is coming up here, uh, not only in the magazine, but uh, the next few days? I know we'll probably bump into each other at the press conference on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, well, init- initially the big stress is going to be loading up on signing day stuff. Uh, Wednesday Wednesday afternoon, they're going to hold a press conference for early signing day. Matt Rule is going to speak with us for the first time since his introduction, which will be a fun, um, hey, haven't seen in a while. But um, after that, it's going to be mostly kind of staffing stuff, recruiting, maybe looking long game, how they're setting themselves up for future success. And then, yeah, the magazine and uh, my deep dive on kind of Matt Rule's history and what shaped him in terms of as a person and his philosophy on football will be up uh, pretty soon. The other Dion asking a question, what's the uh, latest with Ben Scott, the uh, offensive lineman uh, that's in the portal from ASU about 30 seconds here? Uh, I think he enjoyed his his stay and his visit, um, but he's one of those that has kind of kept his feelings close to the vest on this one. Um, I think he's he's one of those guys that if Nebraska gets him, they could probably develop him and do a lot. But he's coming from ASU. He's got a lot of looks, especially on the West Coast. And if he wants to stay there, he could have a pretty good home there. So I, I tend to think the West Coast guys who have West Coast attention tend to stay there. But mm-hmm. Nebraska might be in a good position to land him. Brady, we'll check in soon, brother. Thanks for the OT today. No problem, guys. See you. There he is, Brady Altman's. He's like, God, don't don't bother me again till Wednesday. Yeah, we're gonna get one show off, and it's right back to Brady on Wednesday. It's so all right. That's good we'll, stuff. We'll, we'll give him a twenty-four hour. That's recoup. Four out of five shows with Brady Altman. It's all good. As I was saying, he's got to be tired of us by now. <laughs> we're gonna send him uh, several pints. We'll wind down this first hour. Fifteen minutes away. Charlie McBride joins us on Hail Varsity.
And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Hale Varsity presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, give us a follow. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal is uh, where you can check him out on Twitter. Charlie McBride uh, in about 15 minutes or so. It's not real bad out right now, uh, at least as we kind of peek out here in, in uh, Cornhusker Highway country anyway. and That, and, that, uh, that cold front's moving through tonight, though. That's what's going to be brutal. Is once that 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 high temperature tomorrow is closer to seven than thirty. Sure, no, it's it's going to be uh, skates only tomorrow morning. You know, as damp as things are right now. Oh, well, you and I are together tomorrow morning. I'll throw on the ice skates and we'll get a little toe from the back of your car, and I can I can skate into we'll, work. We'll we'll make it happen. <laughs> Reminder to buckle up is where I was going. <laughs> this is the opposite of what I suggested. <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying. Uh, buckle up. Using your seatbelt saves lives, prevents injuries. Only if properly worn, buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Shameless plug. Our Herd Ad Pals, No Block, No Rock podcast. Uh, Mike and the crew are uh, doing a live show tonight. Set up at the Nebraska Brewing Company. It's a stage. Uh, it is just gorgeous. A lot of red and different lighting uh, to, to highlight my eyes. I'm kidding. Or but, your hair. Or my hair. So I'm headed up there after our show, and it's going to be a live studio audience show with uh, No Block, No Rock going on at the Nebraska Brewing Company. 108th and for sure somewhere. 108th in, in Omaha. That'll be good. Yeah, it'll be up there, man. Got to figure out, do they have any ping pong tables up there? Uh, it's kind of back where their, their brewing room is. So. Probably not, but it'd be really cool if you could work on your ping pong skills and eventually get like a... You know, an in-depth story on Matt Rule and his ping-pong skills. That'd be, uh, I think... Man, I, I will not lie to you. Game. We had a ping-pong table and a pool table in the uh, Schmidt household basement. So you're saying you could take them? Well, pool... Dad stuck the pool table in, in a room that was really cool. But it, 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 a, lot of the, a lot of wall scuffs. Mm. Not, not, not quite enough distance. And then uh, one of the family members punched the wall at one point after losing wasn't me <laughs> like put a hole in it didn't quite put a hole but there's still a knuckle and den if i were still to go to my childhood <laughs> home i promise you where that pool table was then you put the uh, the ping pong table on top of the pool table and uh yeah i did all right in in ping pong not probably as good as rule or mrs noonan See, that's, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, like, how competitive these games actually get. Maybe somebody can get some video evidence. Maybe Brady can get an in-depth feature story on Matt Rule's ping-pong ability moving forward. But I, I want to know. You uh, you lose on purpose. Well, I mean, it seems to be just a, a, a big factor on the recruiting trail. I've heard a lot of recruits playing ping-pong or a lot of recruits' parents playing ping-pong with Matt Rule, and I'm wondering, like, what the story is behind that. Why is he so good at ping-pong? Why does he play so much ping-pong? Is it just, like, a universal game? Uh, well, it's real easy, right? It's kind of like the old Mike Leach card trick. By beat you in ping pong, you got to commit. <laughs> so, you know, I think Matt Rule start going change up the game instead of playing ping pong, play Dungeons and Dragons with no him. Matt no, Rule Dungeon no. Master. That's, that's that's a that's an absolute <laughs> shutdown. Leave my home now. It's a great way to get to know somebody. Uh huh. See, you're just you're, you're 
This is where the crawl space is. You're, you're close-minded, Schmitty. No, about, I am about not. Dungeons and Dragons. I, I am very, very aware. <laughs> you still play it? Occasionally. Okay. All right. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Moving on, I guess. Just some some judgment. <laughs> Coach McBride, ten minutes away at Tail Varsity, presented by Currency. Each year, approximately five thousand children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbert. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, uh, a Monday with Charlie. Charlie McBride joins us here on Hale Varsity. Coach, how was the weekend? How you doing? Oh, the weekend was great. And... Uh... I I just want to tell you don't don't ever get a shot in your nose. Oh no, really? No. Well, it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, tell me what's so you, someone put a needle in your you know, nose. When you, go, when you go to the oh, I had I had a little something they had to get out of there. Gotcha. So, <laughs> I didn't realize it was that much fun. So we're going to stop here and reset. You you walk in, they sit you down, they say, "Coach Charlie, I need you to sit in the chair." Did they That's walk right. in with a with a monster needle or was it a shorter needle or was it somewhere in between? It's the shorter needle. But the one that's later when they cauterize it is the one that burns. It's like you can smell your flesh burning. Oh, no. That's really the good one. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're meanwhile flexing your muscles going is this all you got i can picture you in the chair doing that well, all he says is does that hurt <laughs> what do you want me to say yeah sure <laughs> keep doing it <laughs> uh, so so you've already uh you already been, it been through it well i'm glad you're you're well, not- i've been i've been there before but i that's first time i had in a long time i've ever got a shot in my nose Man, well, I was worried you were getting a nose ring. You were getting a piercing or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be good no. stuff. <laughs> no. uh, Coach, he's got a new nose ring for it. us. <laughs> a diamond-encrusted <laughs> ring in the nose for Charlie? That seems big, like a style. Big old red end. I like it. Charlie McBride's with us. Coach, this time of year, or at least this uh, setup is familiar to you all those years I know, sign, I know signing day's earlier now, but it, it uh-huh. still fits the same getting down to signing day. And what do you remember about the, the close, the close to, uh, to finish another class? It's called babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they, no, you just got to keep on top of it. I mean, keep in touch. And 
uh, a, a lot of the what, what we asked we asked them to do some things that you know that the coach and the would you know communicate also with uh, as the player does to the to the high school coach that he's totally committed and doesn't want to talk to anybody he's done he's over you know don't you know have some guy and say you know have somebody talking to him same thing the parents didn't accept any phone calls and uh you know it was a little different nowadays it's wide open it's uh it, it there's a lot more things involved with it now you don't know what a kid's really trying to do is he trying to make money and just bounce around the place you know i know that ernest went to um, michigan and i know they gave their players when they came in when this thing went when came in they gave them a check for twenty thousand each player and uh you know and and you know that kind of stuff and so you know that sounds good and and everything and uh, he made he made that decision, and apparently that's I don't know what they're going to do about that. But uh, you know, he I guess he took a I don't know if he did mess with Colorado, Iowa. He but, went to he went to Iowa. He went to Iowa. Uh, yeah, and then he a, went to Michigan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So who knows? You know, I mean, it's it it it's like to me, it's that's fine. I mean, that's. Uh, you know, all the more power to them. I mean, my my point would be if I was playing, I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. You, know, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, I mean, even, even when Scott came back from Stanford, there were guys that were still pretty upset that he had left the state. So, you know, there's some there's some kids around that are in the in the you know in the uh, portal that are uh, you know pretty good players, but you kind of wonder sometimes where they're really coming from. And mm-hmm. I think you have to know you have to really learn as a recruiter. You have to learn, you know, what what the, the problems or what you know what, why mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think that's important, and, and I, I think too. Grade-wise, it's an important thing that you know that uh, I, I just saw a little thing in the pay, in the internet. I thought it was, I guess, the quarterback said, "I'm coming there, and I know I'm going to have to prove myself." And you know, he's not coming in with the idea I'm going to start and all that kind of stuff. So you know, I think that's that's that that's you know when you you get into this it's it's the junior college players only have two years and it's a little easier to talk to a kid that has three years mm-hmm. and maybe even a red shirt year on top of it. It's easier to talk to them because they know that they're going to be down the line anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless, you know, they're just Superman or something. So, but it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a harder thing I think right now because they, the kids don't have the, um, the loyalty to a commitment. Um, we know what it really means. Uh, I mean, you know, I always looked at it as, you know, if you're going to be a man, you, you, you have to, if you shake hands with a guy and commit to him, you're committed. Mm-hmm. Now there's reasons you, you have to decommit or you, it's better that you do family, uh, you know, all kinds of things that, that, that come up you know, that would, would cause you to do that. But uh, I think we explained it to them all, felt that way. And we were in a position where we had uh, so many scholarships 
and then we went by position, and they knew it. And if we had, uh, like if we were going to take two tight ends when we were recruiting six of them, we tell them all the first two guys that pop are going to get the scholarships, and that's the way it is. And I, I, if that happens, I'll call you and tell you that we can't help you, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the way, and, you know, they accepted that, some of them. I mean, it was most of them accepted it. I mean, they, but that, that pushed them along a little bit. Uh, you know, in making their decision and and their folks. And, uh, you know, you always have somebody, somebody says, well, you know, I don't know my grandma this or my aunt or my whatever it is. And, you know, there is somebody there. There's a coach. There's an uncle. There's somebody that knows what's going on that's going to work with you. Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, a Monday with Charlie and Signing day, early signing day is Wednesday. Coach Rule in Nebraska having a really good weekend. They're picking up more and more commitments either out of high school to develop or in the portal. Uh, Coach Jeff Sims is the quarterback that is coming from Georgia Tech. He's uh, uh, more of a dual threat. He can throw the football, but he's uh, he's a he's a quick dude that can run. They're also mm-hmm. looking at a at a former. Arkansas player that's spent time at wide receiver, but has a has at least one start at quarterback in Malik Hornsby. So, your take on on the rule offense and kind of going back to the dual threat quarterback, the the run mm-hmm. the running quarterback. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. I think you're even seeing that in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, and. Uh, I think players are starting to see, you know, coaches are starting to, you know, fit them with their offense and, and put some plays in for them. It's always the, it's always the problem of, of getting injury. You know, you're maybe more susceptible. But I think when you do it all the time, you're just like a running back. You can take it. But if you don't get hit all the time and you do get hit, you know, all of a sudden, then you have a tendency to, you know, to it just doesn't seem like your body makes it as good that way. But I think the, uh, I saw Hornsby a little bit. He may be, if he came, he'd, I would say he'd be the fastest guy in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can smoke. I mean, he, he you know, he, and he runs so smooth that, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, but being able to do both and will and and you know, even take a, a person like Sims, one of the questions I'd ask him is if, if things didn't work out at quarterback, would you be willing to play another position? Mm-hmm. And if, if they say yeah, then you really want the guy, <laughs> you know. And because uh, some, like you said, if he can play split end and and he wants to get on the field. And he's not going to be the starter or be out there. There's no sense in wasting that speed sitting on the bench. No, use that track no. speed, and that's where that's where Coach Rule's going is is going after fast guys and mm-hmm. uh, guys that can uh, get after the quarterback as well. But but Charlie, in in your opinion, with athleticism being at the the forefront of these two guys, what do you think is more important in a quarterback? Is it that athleticism, that speed, what they can do in a football field, or is it the intangibles, you know, how, how he leads the offense and, and whatnot, his preparation before a game? What do you think is more important in a quarterback? Well, each each coach has a different, uh, different way of doing it. Uh, you know, in our case, a little bit, uh, I think if I, I'm I'm speaking a little bit for Coach Osborne right now, but I 
you know, the way we recruited, he it was it was that he could run first and pass second. Mm-hmm. Some are pass first and run second. And there's a little there's a little there's a there's a line in there somewhere, uh, you know, that they're a better passer than they are a runner, or they're a better runner than they are a passer. And Coach Osborne said we have, you know, we we work with the passer, teach him to throw better, teach him to do that. So that comes out, you know, of, uh, you know, I, I think you see uh, we haven't had a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL <laughs> since Ferragamo, yeah. you know, or something <laughs> like that. And that's because it's probably that that was the fact. They all, you know, they were all runners, but you had guys that could really throw it. Turner Gill could really throw it. I mean, I mean, he's a pro thrower. He got his pro arm, and you know, he got knocked out of out of the Canadian League by by um, concussions, mm-hmm. and then went to baseball. But uh, you know, we've had a lot of good throwers. I mean, Bruce Matheson was a backup quarterback for. Six or seven years, uh, one at San Diego, and then he was out, up at Buffalo, and he backed up some, you know, Hall of Fame guys, and uh, you know, but he, you know, he got a lot of experience, but uh, it was that he could throw the ball out of the stadium. I mean, so you know, it just, um, you know, it's what you do. But again, he was measured by his production. Uh, with the option mm-hmm. so you know and we had different we had a different we had a power game we had adoption game we had play action passes we had you know the quick drop tracks we had screens we had a lot what a lot of people had we just were a dominant team and if you go back and look at how many times we were in the first two or three a lot of times one in rushing in the country and uh that that was our baby Charlie McBride's with us. Coach, we got about 90 seconds, and we are off uh, next week uh, with the, the Christmas season. What do you think of Dion? I mean, what do you think of Dion and, and the, the hype around him, the Lamborghinis, the, the leather? I mean, you got to be kind of be either smiling or, or, or shaking your head being a former buff, don't you? Uh, I think more you're shaking your head. Some of the stuff, I think. The NCAA is probably going to have to sit down and figure out now, is this legal or, <laughs> I mean, you know, and yet you don't know, the kids get caught up in it and especially kids that are immature. Uh, you know, I mean, if you got somebody that's really serious about college and not worried about his buddies here and his, I'm going to be with these guys and that and that, you got to separate yourself. And uh, do I, uh, do I fit here? And do I not fit here? And so on. And, uh, you know, what's the really the right thing for me to do? And that's what uh, uh, the guys that are mature will do that. Guys that aren't, will, you know, will go with a whim. You know, mm-hmm. this guy's going to do this for me, and he's going to, I'm going to make this much money, and I'm going to do this and that. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't work. Charlie McBride's with us on Monday with Charlie. Well, Coach, don't let anyone uh, stick a needle in your nose this week, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from everybody. You know. <laughs> Are you, uh, you gonna get some wings? You gonna, you gonna put some wings on the the smoker? Yeah, they'll be they, they, where I live. There's just Debbie and I, and uh, we will have our own Christmas together, and uh, call our kids and talk to them, and that will be our Christmas. We'll have a, we'll have a blast. Charlie, do you have any we Christmas, do. any Christmas traditions, any movies you always watch, anything like that that you'll be doing this weekend? 
Just football games. Ah, that's a football guy right there. Coach is like uh, football games and bowl practices, right? That's, that's about it. That's about it. Coach, we love you. You have a Merry Christmas, you and your family, and we'll check in with you in the new year, okay? Yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all of you then. Talk to you later. See you, Coach. Okay, bye now. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. Yeah, I, I can I can imagine being like the, the nurse that walks in with said needle to deaden an area. And uh, he laughs at it. Tough dude. He's a tough son of a gun, isn't he? <laughs> He's just like, a needle, huh, for my nose? No, good enough. We'll uh, spend some more time on recruiting. Plenty of NFL this weekend to catch up on three crazy finishes. Congrats to Travis Vokalek. Congrats to the Denver Broncos as well. You can get back to Vokalek. The Broncos got a win. Yeah. But yeah. bigger congrats in order to Travis Vokalek. Yeah, he is off to the NFL. We uh, enjoyed chatting with uh, TV the tight end uh, several times this year. Wish him well and all the success. Success. I hope he gets to uh, to the combine. I think he's a super talent. Hail Varsity continues. Open phones till 6. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Bar City, presented by Currency. Numbers to get in here at 466-37-76-800-825-5865. Open phones want to chime in. How you're feeling about uh, Rule and the Nebraska recruiting push? Who's number one on your board for this year? Who do you like that is out there? And, and I tend to agree with you, Elijah, that... The uh, the experience you can't put a price on on the offensive line, and uh, Nebraska being able to to land the kid out of Rhode Island would be a big get. You've got a well, pretty much an army of some of the who's who of college football trying to get in and uh, and land. Uh, it's going to be some touch and go moments with Malachi Coleman. Uh, Benny Nagoy, can you land uh, both of those guys? That'll be interesting. Uh, I think you're you're doing quite fine at, at quarterback. You get Jeff Sims in, hopefully you land Malik Hornsby. You still have Chuba, you still have Logan, you still have Casey, you still have Harburg. Richard I mean, Torres in there. We had a call in from Bill back in first hour wondering what the hell's going on with Richard Torres, and I had to say, man, I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you. No, I, I look at Torres and I look at what he is versus the offense 
that Rule wants to run with more of a mobile quarterback. Torres, though, it's not like he's just a statue. He's just a big dude. But it's I think it's the same story almost as Casey Thompson. It's not the dude's unathletic. It's what does he want to do? What is he, what's he best at? Like yeah. Charlie was talking about. Is he a better thrower or a better runner? And both those guys are guys that put down as better throwers and runners. And that's not to say they're bad athletes. It's not to say they can't run the ball. I mean, the only guy in the quarterback room that I think is a better runner than a thrower is Logan Smothers. Sure. It's the only guy. And, and is there a place for him in, in Matt Rule's system, uh, in, in Satterfield's system, to be determined? But I would venture to say that the quarterback room as it is right now, even with the addition of Sims, will look different by the start of spring football and will look different by the end of spring football, too. No, you've got to figure out what, what your offense can do and what can you adapt to doing based on what you have. And if you, like, if you really like what a quarterback's got and his strength is throwing it versus running it, great. Then, then do that, but don't don't limit your offense. You look at some of the best lines in football, right? When we when we think of really tremendous offensive lines this year, I'd put K State's up there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd put Kansas State's up there. Got to put Michigan's up there. Michigan's is there. I think Ohio State's is too. They're really good. Uh, Florida State traditionally has been good, and I know they're not great this year, but. Oregon and and UCLA and for sure Georgia. I mean Georgia, uh, they're all right there. And those guys, when push comes to shove, though, and I was watching the K State game in the the, uh, the the Big Twelve Championship game, and, and they got they got shut down. They got stuffed a couple of different times by TCU, and they did so on third and short or fourth and short. Even as good as the O-lines are in college football, it's still not an automatic, mm-hmm. okay? And you've got to have that second threat. And if you have that second threat, i.e. the dual threat part, I think it is so huge for your offense having to defend 11. But the key is finding that 11th man, that quarterback, that can stay healthy. Because more times than not, you'll see someone take over a ball game light somebody up, and then they, they get smoked running the ball or for, for um, some of the quarterbacks that try and hang in the pocket, uh, they, get, they get dinged in the pocket. Look at Jalen Hurts, sprained shoulder, right? You know how good he is running the ball? Man, you just hope, and, and even look at uh, Chicago. Justin Fields. With Fields and their quarterback, what they've been able to do, but what's, is that a long term? Even Kaepernick. Kaepernick was great under Harbaugh, and then he ripped his knee up. He's trying to stay in the pocket versus rolling him out. Right? I mean, look at the the running quarterbacks in the NFL this year alone, and count how many are I healthy would count at the Mahomes moment. as as that. I know he's passed first, but he's he's mobile enough to stay alive. Well, avoid I, you hits. could argue everyone in the NFL once you make it that far has to be good enough passing that you can call them pass first. I mean, even Lamar Jackson, who's probably the the best threat running no, the football. No, Lamar's at, run first. Position. I will go to. My, I will die on that hill that Lamar's run first. He's not. He's not bad throwing. No, he's ball. a great. He's, he's, a, a, he's, a, he's, an MV, he's an MVP. I'm not saying he's not a good thrower. I'm saying he's he is most dangerous. You take him throwing against you versus running against you. I guess, I guess, but look, look at those the, that mold of quarterbacks. The, the I mean, Josh Allen's probably the only healthy one right now because Jalen Hurts looks like he's going to miss one. Kyler Murray's out; he's a running guy. Lamar Jackson's out hurt; he's a running guy. So, uh, I, I do understand Nebraska here going to the portal and maybe trying to find uh, multiple multiple <laughs> quarterbacks. Exactly, I think that's something I talked about last week. The fact is that 
Nebraska hasn't had a season in a long, long time where the starting quarterback for week one has started all 12 games. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell you what year that was when that last happened. Uh, so Who did last? We, we, we discussed this probably, last week. Probably Taylor. It's probably Taylor who I, made it. I think it was his freshman year, Taylor. In 20, well, and it, he, 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 he was out one game, though, wasn't he? I thought that was his sophomore year. Taylor, 20, 2010. He missed some time against A&M, the infamous sideline down at A&M, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because he got, got dinged. Well, that was an injury issue, he, Well, he missed, a, he missed a game after A&M, I think. Because I, I think Cody Green started against Colorado the week after uh, Texas A&M. Yeah. I, I guess the, the, the heart of this issue is it's been so long since we've had a quarterback play all 12 games, and that's kind of the, the side effect when you have a rushing quarterback. It's not like this is just a college football issue. I just kind of laid it out. Your NFL quarterbacks that like to run the football, they tend to get hurt too. Even Josh Allen had that elbow issue from uh, – I mean, that wasn't a, a running play where he got hurt on that, but it's kind of affected his game throughout the year where now he's got a slide, and it's always been Josh Allen putting his shoulder down and trying to truck a linebacker. He's got a slide now. He's, it changes how he plays the game of football, and that's that's part of the conversation here, but – He's so dangerous, Allen's. This is fun, though. This is fun seeing the the uh, scrambling, hurt you with your feet type quarterback in the NFL. And I would argue that Casey Thompson could be that. I think he's athletic enough to to try and do that. We saw that bits and pieces this year. You saw it uh, in the final game of the year against Iowa and uh, against Wisconsin as well. You saw him being willing to to use his feet to beat the defense. But it's again, as we said last segment, it's not what he wants to do. It, it's not his strength necessarily where he considers himself a throwing quarterback. And I think that was Mark Whipple's offense as well as we want you to air the ball out. And maybe in a, a rural Satterfield type offense case, you want to use his legs more, but I'd venture to say that's not the case. And now when I look at Sims coming in, potentially Hornsby coming in, I, I just wonder what that means for Casey Thompson. I don't think you, you bring in two transfer portal quarterbacks. If it ends up being two, if you think you have your starter next season. That's, that's what no, I'm saying. Well, you're just covering your backside. That's what you're doing. You may have Casey. Casey may want to stay. Casey may want to play for Matt Rule. Casey's going to have to go win the job, be willing to, and good at doing what they ask, and then stay healthy. And if he doesn't stay healthy, once he's won the job, then it's Sims's gig or Harburg or pick a guy that's one of the, the now expanded quarterback room, you're going to have some defections from there. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, they're not going to finish spring ball with seven could be the number? No, they won't. Uh, that's not going to happen. But but Mitch Sherman, he'll be with us tomorrow. He uh, he laid out some thoughts, his story on Dylan Riola and just what, what a game changer at quarterback can do. And this is how it's gone for Nebraska to your point about the quarterbacks. Uh, before they blew out the staff in 2014, they had Lamar Jackson coming to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. They had a chance twice to get Joe Burrow. They didn't. They being whoever was on staff. Max Duggan is going off to the NFL, but first he's going to try and bring some hardware. He's just down the road from Council Bluffs. Think of those three names that could have or wanted to or were in the mix to be in Lincoln at one point in the last 10 years. Lamar, Burrow, and uh, and, and Duggan. Adrian was good. Adrian didn't ha- have help. Adrian still didn't stay healthy at K-State. We'll see if he can go out his uh, college career with a win uh, over Bama. That'd be pretty cool for him. 
But Nebraska's had a couple of quarterbacks, and then it's been just a revolving offensive coordinator after offensive coordinator. It'd be funny to see history change or what history would have turned into with one of these three quarterbacks we laid out. If you could have got Lamar uh, or... How, you know, how close was Nebraska with Tommy Armstrong? Because he was a really good quarterback, I thought. Mm-hmm. Wasn't perfect, but I thought he was a really good quarterback. Same with, with T-Magic and Adrian. So but those are three names. I mean, those are three monster names that you just didn't end up getting to Lincoln because of, of coaching changes. And here's the thing. Whenever you talk about those three names, those, or there, there, were some highly ignoring recruited, them. there were some highly recruited kids in there. But based on recruiting rankings, and we did our whole thing last week on our thoughts on recruiting rankings, simply put, when you look at the number one player in the country, the recruiting services don't tend to get that wrong. You can no. maybe one guy over the what, past what 10 years. What does the number one out. guy turn out to be? That's, that's what I'm saying. Is the number one guy in the country, that it, that's so much better than these guys. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Max Duggan, all those names. Nebraska could have had Ryle is bigger than all those. Mm-hmm. That's true. More important than all those. And and like I could go back and look at the last 10 years of number one recruits. They tend to, to work out pretty well, and they tend to end up being first or second round picks mm-hmm. in the NFL. Not all of them end up being the best player out of the class, but you don't get many, if any, lemons from a, a number one player in the country. That, that's what type of player we're talking about here with, with Raiola. Your top 100 are, are going to play pro football. And your number one guy in the country is arguably the guy who's had the most eyes on him all year long. Mm-hmm. Everyone watches the number one player in the country from recruiting to fans to coaches to, to anyone. They don't miss on those top guys very often. Raiola, I don't think you can understate how huge of a pickup that would be for Nebraska. And based on what I saw this weekend, I don't think it's crazy to think Nebraska is in the driver's seat. I'm it not flips saying your program. It could be a program flipper. And I'm not saying that I think Raiola is coming to Lincoln, but I think it's in play. And I think that's evidenced by the fact that Raiola is tweeting out the Undertaker saying, "Oh, we're back in this completely." Now, back to the uh, pick one uh, of three doors: family, Heisman's championships <laughs> I mean, and, and and all three are are, are pretty good uh if you're a, a guy like uh like Raiola but no he's he's pretty uh pretty important we'll see if Nebraska can do enough to impress on the field to stay in this race beyond he's visited a hundred times but you know coach rule is going to be dogged with the recruitment, and we'll see if Ohio State is able to avoid this mistake that looks like got away, or they pay for it on the field. Hail Varsity continues presented by Currency. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Hit some NFL and some college basketball here. Plenty of recruiting today. Good stuff from Charlie McBride. And uh, good stuff from Brady Altman's with us. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, a tale of our city. And we'll start with hoops. And tough one for Nebraska after what was promising with their upset win over Creighton. They have dropped three straight against Power 5 programs. And it, it was in contention and a draining loss to Purdue. You had a week to shake that off. And then you head down to the Sprint Center. And it was uh, not a good weekend for Nebraska against uh, Kansas State. Nebraska, Elijah, really got away from themselves. Now, you had a couple of guys step up that had been struggling. 
but you have continued struggles by Wiltshire. Uh, you had uh, Greasel that was – he had an off night, and we'll hear from Fred here in a moment, but Nebraska really just wasn't locked in, or I should say committed for the full 40 minutes on what, what's gotten them to this point, and that's being in it till the end. They, uh, they weren't as tough. They weren't as physical, and they they just weren't as committed to, to having to to make it a rock fight. And and K State is very athletic and talented, and uh, they got out hustled for the first time in a while. Yeah, and, and the the defense of Kansas State was what left me feeling impressed. It was uh, a case of Nebraska being forced into to putting up shots. I don't think they wanted to put up by that K State defense. Uh, I don't think that they were getting the types of looks that they were getting against the you know, a Purdue or against a Creighton, which are, are better teams than Kansas State. And it's early in the year, so I don't want to poo-poo all over K-State too much. But Kansas State's going to be a very good basketball team, and they could be a team that could make the NCAA tournament. I don't claim to be a basketball expert, but I, I walked away Saturday feeling impressed with what they showed, and it was on their defensive end. The Husker defense wasn't great all game long. Uh, Kansas State, I don't want to say did what they, they wanted to offensively, but they definitely had a better offensive game plan than Nebraska did. And Nebraska felt like settled for a lot of three-point looks that, that weren't what has been making their hay all season. Four for 21. About the time you're about three for 19, stop shooting. We're getting some feedback here from Justin, from Matt, as far as our feed. A little bit choppy and chirpy. Do we need to, to feed the hamster again in the other room? Uh, would your guess be internet? We're gonna just. My guess would be internet. My guess would be like I'm not sure. Maybe I need to go hit the the router with the old turn it off and back on again type thing. That's that's about the extent of my the, IT knowledge. The, the velvet hammer. The velvet. I mean, I, am I allowed to break the glass? Is it is it an emergency where I can go break the glass and the velvet hammer? You 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 know I I won't rat on you. <laughs> is what I'm gonna say. But the Nebraska shot 32 percent, 19 percent from uh, three point land. Uh, just, just wasn't a good outing. And the box score screams yuck. Uh, Bandamel, two for 10. Gary, three for nine. Walker, I know he was plagued with foul trouble, really never got in rhythm. One for five. Wiltshire, one for seven. Wiltshire's one for 13 in his last two games because he was uh, not not what he needs to be the other night against Purdue. Greasel was two for four, but only took four shots, spent the last seven minutes on the bench. Uh, now, Wilhelm, five and nine was good. Uh, Lawrence was really nice, but you got you, you need better from Tomanaga, one for eight. And some of the shots taken by Bandamel, uh, by Wiltshire, by Tomanaga, uh, they, that was uncharacteristic of how careful they'd been with their shots. They, they'd worked the they, offense for the most part, against some of these Power yeah, 5 teams. Impatience is is how I felt, at least in the second half. I think Kansas State frustrated them defensively in the first half. I think Nebraska came out in the second half and just tried to, to force the issue, press a little bit mm-hmm. too much, throw up some ill-advised shots, and that's going to happen in the in the course of a basketball season, especially with this this current Husker basketball team, how it's constructed now on a, on a, a night where they get behind 10, 15 points. I don't think they're built to come back from that type of, of lead against a team. And we saw it once in, on the home floor against Purdue, and it didn't ever reach 15 points that game, but we did see some fight from them there. But 
as soon as you were down, I think it was 14 at half against Kansas State. I, I had that sinking feeling of, well, Nebraska is not built to, to overcome a deficit like this in the, in the second half. So it's the way it goes, and it's been a, a tale of, so far, this Husker basketball season, playing within the borders of the state of Nebraska and playing outside the borders mm-hmm. of the state of Nebraska. It's almost looked like two different teams, depending on where they're playing at. Let's hear a little bit from Fred and uh, kind of recapping and resetting uh, their ball game against the University of Queens tomorrow. And when I ever think of Queens, I think of Coming to America, <laughs> the movie. Uh, and I don't know if that's available or not, but Nebraska is going to need to get uh, their stroke back from, from downtown or at least get to the rim. But Fred uh, recapping Saturday and the look ahead. You know, I know we're coming off a very disappointing game against Kansas State after a great week. And, you know, this game has a way of humbling you real quick. And, you know, I think after beating Creighton and having a chance to beat the number one, what is now the number one team in the country in back-to-back games, and then went down and did not play well, obviously, in Kansas City in a neutral site game uh, down there. So, you know, just got to find a way to bounce back, get that energy back, do do the little things that have allowed us to have some success this season, get our identity back on uh, on that end of the floor. So that'll be key. More from Fred uh, with his presser today. You know, get the opportunity to go out for us and play a very good team that, um, you know, that, that has a lot of talent. They shoot the heck out of the ball. They make over nine threes a game. The thing that I've been really impressed with is their relentlessness on the glass. They're, they're one of the top teams in the country in offensive rebound percentage, uh, you know, pretty close actually to Purdue. Purdue got, I think, 39% of their misses. This team gets 36% of its misses back and um you know their uh player reigns gets over four offensive rebounds a game so it's going to be it's going to be a challenge and um you know again need hopefully have good support there and finish off the uh, the non-conference schedule well fred touches on some of the guys that have stepped up uh the last couple of games and Guys that you're waiting on, uh, Wilhelm specifically did uh, did pretty well. I thought he and Wilhelm both had had really good games for us and big confidence boosters. I think for both those guys, uh, Jamarcus in particular, he's been practicing well and really is on the floor because of his defense. And when you have a guy that can pick up the ball, that allows Emmanuel to use his versatility maybe on one of the other players. Jamarcus, it was good to see him make shots because that's that's really what he is. That's uh, you know, one of the things we loved about him, but he's really picked things up defensively. He gave us a boost, I thought, on both ends the other night, hitting that big three late in the game, did a great job running down the floor, getting to the corner, which we didn't do that all night long, and uh, hit a shot to cut the lead to seven. And, you know, that's, that's pretty big for a freshman in that type of environment uh, to play with that kind of confidence. So it is. When you see that ball go in the basket, that does wonders for your confidence. Uh, you know, so he and Wilhelm hopefully can build off what they did in Kansas City, uh, play well tomorrow, and then hopefully carry that on for the rest of the year. You know, Mississippi State's in town. They're ranked 16th in the country against Drake. I mean, it's pretty cool down at the Vault. The Vault Classic uh, going to be uh, happening, and uh, that's a four, star, a 4 o'clock start at minus 5. For those of you that uh, may go across the river. And we'll see. Well, Huskers on the home floor playing within the state of Nebraska, as I just said. I think it means good things. I think it means good things. I think they need a little energy from the crowd to, to keep that defensive intensity going all game long like they've been showing this season. Well, we'll see, right? And uh, we'll wind down some NFL action. What a wild weekend. Elijah's still pouring drinks because his Broncos won. Uh, my 
At one time, Miami Dolphins played their butts off in uh, frigid conditions. And uh, a lot in between, if you're a Chiefs fan, Hale Varsity winds it down. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time. Good stuff today, Charlie McBride and Brady Oltmans. Thanks for your time hanging out. Podcasts can find us Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hale Varsity Radio, and uh, always on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. You can subscribe to it. Do so to the magazine and website as well, HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe. GBR is the code you can punch in. Save some money. Be sure to catch coffee and cream. Minana tomorrow morning, 7 to 9, with uh, Damon. And Andrew can watch those on the YouTube channel and also on the Hale Varsity Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. Elijah, without further ado, let's make Patriot fans cry one more time. Three seconds to go. It's a handoff. Stevenson up the middle. Breaks one tackle at the 50 to the 45. 40 stiff armies free at the 35. Drops it behind him to Jacoby Myers, who circles and laterals it. Intercepted by the Raiders. Going the other way. Down the sideline at the 20-yard line. To the 10-yard line. Touchdown, Vegas. What a wild finish. Uh, yeah, Kesty. What a wild finish. I got it. The pick six the other way. <laughs> pick six. Is it a scooping score? I'm not sure what it goes down in, in the stat book. To me, it was book. a pick six. But it's on a backwards pass. It's on a lateral. I know. Is it it was 40 yards behind the line of scrimmage to the slowest guy on the field. Well, hey, I will give props to Mac Jones for attempting to tackle Chandler I know. Jones. That's more than I would try but to here's do. here's the thing. You've got Chandler versus Mac. Didn't it look like Sue trying to get tackled by Hawkins, kid? Mm-hmm. Like where it was, you know, all your all your missings a curb and teeth. Oh, it was a, it was an unfair it was an unfair oh, battle, right? I'll, I'll give props to Mac for attempting sure. to make a tackle. And then he got he got planted. Jacksonville, the way they finished, I was watching that thing and I'm like, you know, son of a Jacksonville's on, but they're hot. Sunshine's been throwing well. Fourteen touchdowns, one pick in his last several games. They got the pick six. I have not brought it up to Uncle Andy yet. Shotgun for Prescott. He drops to throw. Looking, looking, fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off! It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins! He's running it back along the right sideline! That is going to be a touchdown! That is going to be a touchdown! The Jags are going to win it! Oh my, yeah, good for him. Minnesota's comeback was nuts. That was incredible. And then, of course, Mitch Holtis. Best there is, man. Mitch is incredible. Walk-off win. Chiefs have had five of these things. Mahomes hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left. 25-20, downfield block. 10-5, touchdown! Kansas City! Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon to win the game in overtime on a 26-yard run. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year. We may have to do this here. The last five minutes of every show on Monday, 
the sounds of Sunday. Do you like that? Oh, I do like that, actually. Yeah, sounds of Sunday. But, dude, Mitch Holtis, I mean, he is so passionate, but yet can, it, it, that, there was no control, but it wasn't crazy. Eddie Markowski tomorrow, Mitch Sherman tomorrow, maybe a future NFL tight end. Maybe me lamenting uh, advancing to the next round of the loser's bracket in my fantasy football league over the weekend. I didn't say it. A Huda Media Production.